0: Alright, we're back with another episode of 132 Grease Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, here we are. Here it's we are. It's Axe Week.
1: Yeah. It is. it
0: is. What we wait for all season the last week? Well, last week is regular season. Wait for N-Dread.
1: <laughs> What's that? Wait for N-Dread the last yeah.
0: week. Wait for dread. Yeah. Right here. How nice. are you
1: doing? I'm doing well. Very sore. Which I'll talk about more in a second. I played soccer on Saturday and then spent Sunday uh, staining, painting, hand brushing stain onto our fence. Um, Yeah, my body is not used to that. Hand's not used to that. Very, uh, very sore here today. So, um, yeah, but you know, a professional, (laughs) as always, rolling through it. Uh, but I can't believe how bad my... It's, it's probably like the gripping muscles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can't believe how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Hand, so I'm going to say it on the, the internet.
0: Hand-painted fence.
1: Yeah. Well, we tried to do the spray, uh, yeah. and it looked terrible. Because, oh, you know, it's so uneven. And it's... Uh, I, I don't know what kind of wood it is. I probably should. But it just, like, absorbs it so much of it that, I mean, it took forever. And it was, yeah. you know... Like. it looks it looks nice we ran out of stain so it's not all done so oh, no. uh if it comes in time i get to do it more on wednesday finish all it right. on wednesday all right because it's going to be 50 again and then it gets cold and then it's very unlikely that i'm gonna brave the cold but if it's 50 i could probably do it again if my hands recover in time does that sound tomorrow that's to it, How yeah, are you? It's like the karate kid i'm doing well <laughs> just yeah i'm just like the karate kid
0: yeah I'm just like karate kid
1: I mean, really, what I've based my life off of is trying to be like the Karate Kid.
0: Um, I'm doing good. Doing well. Feeling good. Feeling great. Um, ready to go here. Big. Uh, big couple of days. Big weekend. Big games. Yeah. yeah. Ready to talk about
1: them. Okay. Oh, that was just short highlights of the Packer game. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and talk about them. Let's start. Uh, As we always do with the Wisconsin Badgers uh, Winning a I guess The uh, neutrals Called it a very entertaining game uh, Over Nebraska 35-28 Probably a little bit More uh, uh, more uncomfortable than we had Expected um, And probably not the way In which if there was going to be A Wisconsin victory uh, It was going to happen
0: yeah, it was uh, a little little nerve wracking um, to to say the least. I think you know, with, uh, as everyone kept saying, this is the best eight loss team in the country um, mm-hmm. uh, right now, apparently. But either way, uh, it was—I don't know—it was a—it remo- was an emotional roller coaster. Is that fair to say for uh, for I would say most people who had a or most Badger fans, anyways, yeah. who had a, they had a host in the race. It was. Very emotional roller coaster. That even with the, you know, Badgers never trailed mm-hmm. in the game. But I think the point was, um, we could take we could kind of bring it since. But this was the game where we were gonna we were playing a team that we thought played to our strengths. Right, like we had a good we had a pretty good defense. Their offense wasn't that good, uh, or their in def- their defense wasn't that good, and their offense was coming along. Yeah, and um, I don't know that the they got the best of our defense for sure, but at least the, the offense actually came well came through and you know paid back the defense for for the, this time around. Yeah,
1: for the rest of the season, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely was the opposite of what I guess what we're we're normally used to seeing. It's the the offense just doing enough and the defense doing most of the heavy lifting. That was reversed in this game. Um, and you mentioned the not taking lead, and it, I think if there was at any point where Nebraska would have taken the lead, it would have been, you know, fires blazing, but it was, during the game, it was so frustrating because I kept waiting for the defense to make the play, and I guess yes. they did, right, they had two interceptions, but like, Nebraska just moved the ball so easily, I just kind of sat here, and it's like, okay, we got the lead again, all right, now, you know, now we'll close out. Oh, we got okay. Now they scored. Okay. Oh, we got the lead again. Now we'll close out. You know, and the defense just never seemed to make that. Let's say second stop in a row, and the offense never seemed to put the game away when they had the opportunities. Right? They had. uh, uh, They had one or two fourth. I'm forgetting now. One or two fourth downs uh, stopped. I think it was just one. Uh, They had after the second. Martinez interception. Uh, they were unable to come up with points uh, that would have really sealed it. And there was another time or two where it just seemed like we kept letting Nebraska hang around. They gave us an opportunity to kind of close the game. Yeah, we let them back in. Uh, so it was a, a real back and forth. And like you said, luckily Nebraska never took the lead because you know the way that it went, I don't know that we would have been able to to gain it back. But um, yeah, just very. I, I, lack of a better word interesting game because we never put them away and that's kind of been Nebraska this year right they yeah. hang in the games it feels like from all the games I've seen the Ohio State game I think of the Michigan State game as well they're in the game but they're down and they're always kind of like fighting back but they never get over the hump and that's exactly what happened in this game
0: yeah um yeah as the as the announcers kept saying they had, at that point, seven losses by, what is was a total of 40-some points, some of that nature. Yeah, I think it
1: was 42.
0: 42. They if like I'm remembering that. that stat correct. Yeah, they kept putting it out. Um, yeah, and no punts in this game, by the way. I was thought I imagined that. It was true. But it's no punts in this game, and now I Remember have... There punts
1: in the game, not in the second half. Um, I'm looking at punts. I'm seeing punts in the first half. Not in the second half, though.
0: Okay. All right. Maybe just no returns. Anyways... Probably not. Um, uh, what was I saying with that? Uh, oh yeah, but yeah, the fr- I guess the, yeah, the frustrating part was um, it seemed to be that Nebraska and Martinez was ripping us apart. Uh, yeah, up the middle, just up the middle. It just seemed like the middle was wide open. Actually, to start the game, it was the long pass uh, to the outside, of the corners, and and Fion Hicks got torched twice um, for yeah. for two long plays that set up for two two scores. Uh, that was getting troublesome. Cause we weren't we we're getting to Martinez, and then they were doing things where it, tight ends were just being wide open uh, down the middle of the field, and that part was getting frustrating. Uh, yeah, it was just getting frustrating, and we're just waiting for Martinez to make a mistake. Like you said, he he finally did, we capitalized on one, but it just seemed, uh, I don't know, like what was it about the defense that they just couldn't? They couldn't. Well, they couldn't get pressure one. Yeah. and that kind of that kind of unraveled the down, uh, the rest of the defense.
1: Well, I mean, so playing against Martinez, I mean, we we talked about it going into the week. I think it was my worry is yeah. You know, he has the mobility and the arm to make the outside throws to or the mobility to escape pressure which he did throughout this game. We talked about, uh, or you just mentioned, not getting pressure. Uh, the Badgers ended up with zero sacks. I can't remember a game where they ha- uh, had zero sacks. And throughout the year, you've seen when this defense doesn't get pressure, the way it's de- in, in the design, uh, Adrian Martinez is out versus IOM just seeing right now. So, <laughs> freaking A. Um, <laughs> the de- defense is designed to get that pressure. You're leaving corners on an island, you're asking safeties who are really better at run defense than they are at pass defense or coverage uh, to do a lot um, when you're not getting pressure, and that's what happened in this game. And that was the worry, because Adrian Martinez has that ability to elude the rush, and that happened a lot. But then he has that arm strength to make those big plays, get those big uh, throws down the field. And they had a lot of size. Uh, those tight ends have a lot of size, and they you know, essentially just threw a couple jump balls that they came down with. Uh, and the other part which I think is a little bit more worrisome going forward, um, was how, you mentioned it, how open the middle of the field felt. Uh, They just, and this is part of having a a lack of a pass rush, is you have to cover longer. When you cover longer, uh, it's easier to lose wide receivers. It's easier for them to get into space, take advantage of the open field, and they found ways to get the middle open again and again. Uh, And why I say it's concerning is I feel like that's something that, could be replicated. I don't necessarily know that Adrian Martinez's combination of um, athleticism and uh, or ability to escape the pressure and make the big throws, unless we're seeing somebody in a Big Ten championship game, um, will be re- kind of replicated. Um, I guess I, I'm talking vaguely, but in Minnesota, because <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. that, to that already. But you expect with Martinez, like, hey – that happens, but he's gonna make enough mistakes. And in this, yeah. he made the two bad throws deep, but he was way more accurate in his on the not mis- those big mistakes than I've seen him kind of all year. So I was I was really impressed with Martinez, and I thought he played um, the game of uh, I shouldn't say his life because I don't. I haven't watched every game, but
0: he, he <laughs> played like
1: way better than I've ever seen him play, and I watch yeah. a fair amount of Nebraska because I enjoy how they are a 3-8 and eight team, the best 3-8 <laughs> team of all time, 1-7 in, in conference.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, um, I, mean, I think we could beat that. We could kind of beat that. To death. I think, one, we're missing um, opening kickoff for a touchdown. That's yeah. exciting. That was exciting. And that, that I guess that, that too, like, that happened. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a blowout. This yep, is for be sure. Fantastic. I was
1: thinking the same thing. Uh, I was I was thinking the same thing. Routes on already. Here we go. And then they had that long play, and I was like, this isn't supposed to happen. What's... <laughs> Actually, it was really weird because, I kept, like we said, we kept waiting for the defense, and it was like, okay, the big play happened. Okay, first drive. Yeah, we've seen this against, like, Northwestern. We've seen the first drive success. So, you know, we make adjustments and figure it out. And then the second drive happened and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> okay, second drive <laughs> was a punt. Uh but uh they had another drive where they it was downs and it was like, Okay, there it is. Now we we got it, you know? And then it was that, then it was touchdown. It's like what is happening? Like it's supposed we have supposed to have figured it out by now. Uh and it's fourteen and fourteen and a half. Um it was it was really uh again frustrating just because you expect it you expect it from the defense now because of what yes. we've seen. Yeah. Um, this
0: has been so good.
1: All right. Well, that was the one time all year we've got to complain about the defense. So I wanted to get it out while I could. Um, yeah. Let's flip it. Talk about the offense, which well. And there's no other place to start than our guy, the kid, the kid, Braylon Allen, 22 carries, 228 yards, three touchdowns, and three long touchdowns too. Uh, two long touchdowns and one short one. 53 and a 71 on the long one's the 53 yarder uh, to seal the win. Uh first 100 yard uh game of his career. What a performance.
0: What a performance. And did you know, Casey? Yeah. am uh, 17 years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I heard I've, I've heard that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so
0: I saw a great meme. Uh it was uh here's a verbal meme explained. Nice. Um it was two. It was hands that were passing baton. One hand said uh, Ferguson is Barry's uh, grandson, and it was passing the baton. The other hand that uh, you know <laughs> was uh, uh, Braylon Allen is seventeen years old, um, and so those. That's the new announcer baton, uh, handing off beam, and I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, what a game by the kid. What's his, is that? What we're calling him? The kid? No. The, uh, what are we calling him? I think I've seen Iron Man. Iron Man.
1: I saw okay. that on the internet. Okay. I don't know. I don't
0: know if I like that one, but okay. He represent
1: uh, what's the company that he sponsors? Iron Jock or something? So it's kinda, oh, is that what it is? I think it's tied into that. Okay. Yeah, they had a commercial on the other day because I've seen his commercial, and then they had one narrated by Brian Butch. I was like, okay. Oh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is a voiceover. He's like, "I'm Brian Butch. I'm a dad now." I was like, "Hey, <laughs> me too."
0: Me too. Nice. <laughs> hey, we're we're the same guy. Yeah, uh, this is so relatable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you work out. I think about working out once in a while. Nice. Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, yeah, I mean, I super. Wait, Bradford, for wait, is that like the clothing one? I don't. Yeah,
1: it's like the, a workout ca- apparel or something.
0: Oh, yeah. You. I'm, I, yeah, I don't I know. This isn't
1: my lane, Marlo. I'm not sure.
0: This is I'm no. I get mad because it it's it shot at Pat's gym. And I don't know why. Why, why did Pat? Get, anyways. um... Hmm is Jim Moore. We're talking Jim Moore's now. Oh, my, um, bad. my bad. Didn't mean to bring it up. Didn't <laughs> mean to make it so personal. All right, it out. Braylon. Yeah, Braylon. What a, what a game. Uh, kind of it put everything on display, right? Like you said, it's speed, power, quickness. Uh, uh, against Nebraska, we seem to have, if anything, rushing, um, rushing presence. Rushing games seem to seem to follow Nebraska. I
1: was play, trying to. I saw this stat, and I can't. I can't find it now. Um, but Wisconsin has had, I think, six 200-yard rushers against Nebraska in 10 years. Ish. Something like that. Ish. I can't find it now. It's Something like that. I mean, but in, if you just think back, I mean, obviously we have the, yeah. the Melvin Gordon setting the record in three quarters and then broken the next week, which is still... It still sucks. Uh, we, we have this one. I'm sure Jonathan Taylor had a day or three against... Nebraska, Uh, yeah. Nebraska seems to give up a lot of running yards to us. (laughs) 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 Point of of my explanation
0: took full advantage, Um, and so he had a game. Not to dismiss the 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 offensive line again, gelling well, making the holes that he get through, but he is still trucking people, making people miss, and outrunning people as well. Um, Yeah, I didn't mention that. uh, Which was the long run? He. Made it in the hole. I think like the safety came up, like tried to hit him. Yeah. by leaving his feet. Yeah, dove at run him. him. <laughs> yeah, dove at him. Did nothing. Bounced, then got on up, him. and then tried to chase him down. And couldn't do that. And that was seventy-one yard line in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> Just some of these runs were were amazing. Uh, I didn't uh, mention. I meant to. Uh, so I listened to some of this on the uh, on the radio. And uh, Mark Tauscher is in yep. the booth or on the, on the radio call. So it was really interesting listening to him because he was calling out a lot of the not that I could see it or anything, but he was calling out some of the blocks or the pull blocks or you know how they open uh, the lanes, and he was calling out that out while calling the game so that was really a, an interesting kind of addition or or you know he was calling out during the game and it was really neat to listen to, yeah, so shout out to I guess Mark Mark Toucher there you go Toucher Yeah. Cause you don't see that all the time. I mean, once in a while, it will get like a "oh, look at this block here," you know, yeah. and that that sprung it. You see that once in a while, but he was, you know, on a lot of the runs, kind of explaining that, and that was really neat. Uh, you know, obviously that's the way he sees the game, so that was cool. Yeah, um, thank yeah, thank God for Braylon, twenty two carries. I, I want to say it again: two hundred twenty eight yards. Man, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, all right, uh, other good stuff. I uh, want to talk about. Um, Let's. I guess before we'll always talk about Mertz, but let's talk about Jake Ferguson. His best game of the season: uh, eight catches, ninety-two yards. Uh, really, I mean, they always try to get him involved, but they definitely seem like they were making a point today um, to get him the ball in uh, more or less tight end screens. Right? He had a couple non-tight end screens, but there were three or four designed tight end screens. He looked. I don't know. I, faster, more lively, more decisive, some one of those things. I can't put the exact – he looked a little different today, and it was part of all of those things.
0: A little dainty, a little – like he had some extra juice into him.
1: Yeah, it was like he caught the ball and cut, you know, whereas it seemed like in weeks past – that wasn't always happened. Like, it, there was a little bit of hesitation. I don't know what it was exactly. So, I don't know if he just was healthier, if he was just like reading it better. I don't know what exactly it was, but it, he seemed different today. He seemed more uh, definitive in what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. So the yeah. No, um, yeah, I agree with that. It was definitely part of the, it was definitely an emphasis in the game plan it was to get the ball in his hand and get it in space. Uh, the screens, the tight end screens. Um, so that was good to see. Uh, as well as getting some of the, uh, well, I guess, yeah. But anyways, we'll talk about Mertz then. We can talk about Mertz now.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about Mertz. Um, 12 of 18, 145 yards, one touchdown. No interceptions. Uh, another week where he didn't lose it. He didn't lose yeah. the game for the Badgers.
0: No. And actually, he could have had a better game. He had some, he had some receiver drops that mm-hmm. were balls that were placed very well. Um, that might have made it made a well, definitely would have made a difference in the stat sheet, but made had a bigger impact in the game as well.
1: Yeah, was it prior who had one uh, prior to Davis early in the game on that drop uh, yeah. at like the five or whatever it was? Um, yeah. That was tough. That was a tough one. Uh, that's where that when you know, how I like to go, oh no, is this one of those days? You know, yep. and I start thinking yeah. all negative. Yeah. Um, yep. yep. Yeah, that definitely started rolling there <laughs> as that happened. Uh, yeah, that one just that one sticks out to me. He did have that. The touchdown to Pryor was a really nice throw. Yes. Uh, Let him. Uh, Pryor did a great job getting his body between the defender and the ball. Um, yeah, I think I think if he needed to, right, he could have had a better day. But he did what he needed to do. He did just enough. Yeah. I don't think there were – obviously he didn't turn the ball over, and that's – at this point, just huge. Uh, and I, I, I just don't... It's dumb to say, but like, this didn't need him to do it. Braylon Allen was too good. He didn't want to take the ball out of his hands. Um, so again, I think another good performance. I I just think... That, I, I'm trying to spin it as a more positive than what it is, than just game manager, but I guess that's all it was. But he made... He kept drives going when he needed to. It felt like in this game. When yeah. they asked him to keep drives going, he was able to do it most of the time. Had one or two really nice throws. So, yeah. overall, I think a positive. And again, don't turn the ball over. Don't lose the game for us. I just yeah. feel like really negative putting that as the bar, you know, but maybe that's just the hey,
0: truth. Hey, we're winning, and that's fun. We are winning. Seven um, in a row now? Seven in a row. Yeah. Seven in a row. We talked quickly about the one play call that, I mean, it didn't end up costing the game. It just seemed like what the heck we went forward on fourth and one. Yeah. And this is Braylon had two two hundred some yards at this point, and We decided to do a halfback dive that everybody knows it's coming the way they lined up. Yeah. Do you make that call? Do you make that call again? I don't think you do
1: after the first one. <laughs>
0: they ra- yeah they ran it they did, once they ran it, it once they
1: got lucky. It they, they did because that one was stopped too yeah and then um Wright right was on the carry yeah. he had uh, he had a nice play where he kind of sidestepped and, and found the crease and got the first down and i like the fullback dive early in like goal line situations third and one whatever i really don't like it i really don't like it and i i'm not i'm Obviously, it didn't work, so it's easy to say. But it, it just gives you one chance. Whereas Braylon Allen, the way this game was going, um, and the way it seemed, hey, the bootleg seems there. <laughs> it seems open. <laughs> uh, but I would have liked to see something more creative. I mean, we saw this in the NFL too, right? Uh, yesterday, the Chargers went for it on last night on 4th and... One from their own 30, 30 yard line thirty five, and they ran a fullback dive, or they, not a fullback dive, but they ran a dive up the middle. and It's just like,
0: hey, maybe don't run right at everybody. <laughs> like literally, when you got like all twelve, all eleven in the box. Yeah, maybe uh, a little to the side. Yeah, all right. Just that, was that, that was that was that uh, was questionable or frustrating for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was but also but. crucial too. A crucial point in yeah. the game.
1: It was a. It was. I think the most clear point of, all right, we score here, we put the game away. Yeah. It also would have been a little bit more comfortable if Larsh would have made the field goal. Yes. Yeah. You're up 10. That feels, obviously. Do you want to talk about the no call at the end?
0: Um. Yeah, we can. I mean, it, you could have called it pass interference, um, but I think there were some calls that they did not make. That that made up for <laughs> um, throughout the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of tough. It's one of those where it could have been called, but in that situation, I don't I don't think you make that call. Like if that was reversed, would I be mad? Probably, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's it wasn't that big of an interference, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it <clears throat> yeah, and it, it was like a um, I don't want to say natural because he kind of did get in his way, but like it was a jump ball throw. It wasn't like a well executed play. Like it was it would have been bailing them out to get lucky with the contact and, and the throw, I think more so than, you know, if it was a clearly designed play to go there. You know, it didn't it felt like it would have been very, very lucky for him um to get a pass interference on the way that play went. Uh and I like what Caesar Williams said after the game. They asked him about it and he said you know, essentially, oh, shoot, I don't have the quote now. Uh, essentially, like, I don't see a lot of announcers who've played defensive back. Come talk to me after you play defensive back, <laughs> more or less. Yeah. paraphrasing now, but, um, yeah. It's like, talk to me when you've done it. That's great, yeah. Uh, Colin Marsh coming back next year, by the way. Oh. Well, Apparently great. he decided today, I don't know, you yesterday. Just let everybody know. Hey guys! Oh, God, the freaking Tom Brady gets all the calls. Unbelievable. Um, all right, next week is the Axe Marlow. Yeah. For the Axe and for so much more for the Big Ten West. Um. Comes down to this.
0: How are you feeling going into Axe Week? <sighs> all right! All right! All right! I'm feeling all right. I I, I get a little nervous when. Minnesota still has something to play. Well, I get nervous because I know PGA is talking it up as this. This is it. This is the game of the year. They still have an outside shot of winning the West if they beat us. If they get some help, yeah. Um, which is which is fine. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like like obviously not settled. Not like hey, we're gonna go ahead and we can just win this. Especially after last week, but. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, pretty good mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I'm. I guess I did. So
1: I didn't watch the Minnesota play Indiana because why would anybody do that <laughs> uh, if they didn't if they didn't have to? By the way, Indiana, what a brutal year! What yeah. an absolutely brutal! Didn't they start the year ranked? I think they did. Uh, they are. Uh, They've uh, what is this? Two and nine. So, oof, tough year. Uh, they, anyway, lost to Minnesota, so I didn't watch much of that. But I did watch Iowa-Minnesota and Illinois-Minnesota, at least followed along with it, and they looked not good in those games. So I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. Um, I don't know how so, – so I have those in my head. They have huge wins over teams I should beat, uh, Northwestern, Maryland, uh, recently as well. Those are two games farther. So I can't get those really muddling, I guess, let's say, losses – uh, against Iowa and Illinois, I just see that. I think about what Wisconsin does well. I think about what, I guess maybe I should save this for what we're looking forward to, what we're uh, nervous, uh, worried about, but yeah, um, my worry for the Nebraska game as far as the defense kind of came true in the things I talked about, Nebraska being good at, Minnesota's not good at those things. Minnesota doesn't have an athletic quarterback. They have Tanner Morgan, who's been there for 15 years. Um, he's athletic-ish, but not in the same way Martinez is. Um, they don't have the height. <laughs> they don't have, uh, I, I think, the the speed at wide receiver. Um, they run the ball. They're yep. a running team. Uh, they average 163 yards passing, 204 yards rushing. Um, so they're a running team. So I, it, the kind of... I don't even know if I want to say weaknesses because it felt so matchup-specific in Nebraska for the defense. I'm not as worried about in this game. So that's my preface of I feel a little bit more confident than I probably should coming off of a one-score game against a 3-8 team. So with that, let's go. Uh, what are you – do you want to be worried about first or looking forward to first?
0: Um, I'll go looking forward. Okay, to... Okay, what are you looking forward to? Well, actually, they're probably together. So okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, take here's, here, we go, okay. here we go. Here we go. Here go. I'm looking forward to the defense bouncing balancing back and having a day um, <laughs> against this. Like you said, they're they're a run first team, and they're a run first team. And so if we can stop the run, which normally we're good at, <laughs> um, yeah. but this is a, you know a more traditional run team that I think uh, we match up well with. I'm looking forward to, to making a make-it-right game. for. And plus, I know that they, they, they play with a chip on the shoulder all year, They're going to have something to prove. So I'm looking forward to defense getting back to what they were before.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm 100% there with you. Uh, looking forward to that as well. In a, I'm kind of almost saying I expect it. Uh, I just, in my mind, just see Tanner Morgan being under a lot of pressure um, and him not handling that well. Uh, and like I said, not having the ability or the design plays to get outside and do that. I mean, Iowa gave him a heck of a time. And I think we have much better pass rushing linebackers than Iowa does. So that's what I'm looking forward to and hoping for. Um, I'm going to look forward to. Um, I just want to watch Bray Allen run the ball at this point. Yeah. Like, I'm just in. It's too early to be like. Well, like we were, you know, last two years ago, last year, two years ago, Jonathan Taylor, and just be like, I'm just, a pre-, you know, I'm just here to appreciate that I get to see yeah. this. I mean, it's look, that's kind of where I'm at, but it feels weird to say that already for uh, Braylon Allen, but I'm just excited to see him, see him run and hopefully run all over uh, this Minnesota defense because he's ha- he's just having that
0: kind of year. Yeah. Um. All right, what are you worried about? What I be worried about is a slow start. Okay, um, This team if we get Ahead of this team They're not a team that, they, that comes back But if we get down on them They can, they can gobble up some clock Keep mm-hmm. the offense off the field um, And make it difficult to come back on So I'm worried about a slow start um, Just because I, I, If it does happen that becomes worrisome For the entire game
1: Yeah I'm um, worried about something Weird happening Like the only way, I always I don't like forecasting this because I always feel like I'm jinxing or something. Like I have that sort of ability or something. Um, Like if I don't see Minnesota beating us in like a a normal football game, like a nothing goes weird, both teams play well. I just don't see Minnesota beating us because I think our good is better than their good. I see them winning if something weird happens, a weird turnover, a weird special teams play that that's what i'm worried about something weird happening and it's at minnesota so that makes me feel a little nervous uh here just looking at this kind of stat lines as i'm i'm sitting here um talking tanner morgan essentially has the same stat line as greg murt Mer- uh, Mertz. Hmm. with i guess i'll put i'll say literally zero of the upside <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I've been too hard on Tanner, uh, Tanner Morgan, but I don't know. I feel like feel like he's gettable as far as pass rush goes. Alright, yeah. uh, that's next week. Uh, the game is at 3. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, it's just longer to wait.
0: Yeah, the game is at 3. There's two scenarios that clinch the West. One, we win. Done. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Then two is if we lose, then... It's a long shot. It's like Nebraska has to beat Iowa and Indiana has to beat Purdue. Um, and Indiana has to beat Purdue. Right, I believe that's the case. I believe that's the case. Okay. I think I saw that because if, yeah, I think Indiana has to beat Purdue. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah. So. I didn't check so, uh, India or Iowa, Nebraska. They play Friday. They play Friday. They play Friday, and then Adrian
1: Martinez is not playing. Not playing. Not great. Oh my
0: god! And then I'm assuming Indiana is at eleven. Uh, I got fact checked this. Uh, sure, fact checked it. I mean,
1: I think that game should be on at eleven. It's on at two thirty. It's on at two thirty on F S
0: one. Great get F S one. People watch. All right. So never mind. That takes it over. We'll still have to You were thinking we would know. Yeah, we we could possibly know. But anyway.
1: Well, I would say we might know by the fourth quarter, but our game's gonna be done before theirs, even though it starts a half hour later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So all right, we got that going for us. Yeah, three o'clock, uh, Fox put us in the middle of the day. It's got to wait for it. I'm sure, like, I feel good now. I'm sure by Saturday I'll get nervous. Um, but yeah, big game, oh, yeah. big, big game.
1: game, big game. All right. Let's move outside Wisconsin onto the big 10. Uh, only real game. I have a note was our game of the week, Ohio state, Michigan state, uh, clash big game of top seven or top eight teams, whatever it was. Uh, did not look like that on the field. Ohio State destroys Michigan State, fifty-six is... to seven. It was bad.
0: What? It was bad. It was bad. It I was... thought they were going to score like one hundred and twenty. They they let mm-hmm. up, but it yeah. was it was, uh, it was over once they stepped foot in the field.
1: It was. I mean, Ohio State did absolutely whatever they wanted. They didn't even have to wait for Ryan Day's halftime adjustments to figure it out. Uh, and I guess if you think about it, we, you could have kind of seen this, right? If you look back at Michigan State's, like, game against Michigan, I mean, Michigan, I mean, we talked about Kenneth Walker, but in hindsight, like, kind of had that game won and blew it, which is very Michigan to do, uh, and a lot of points were scored in that game, uh, Michigan State was able to obviously keep up and win, uh, did did this do anything to make you think Ohio State is anything better than Big Ten good, or is this just uh,
0: Ohio State being Big Ten good and
1: beating um, Big Ten
0: team? I think it was a step up. Like you said, it's kind of Michigan State's. Well, that's the thing. It was like Michigan State's pass defense was suspect. Big yeah. run defense, pass defense not so much. What does Ohio State do? Pretty well. They can pass the ball. Yeah. Um. They got the athletes. They got you know. They got all that. So. It's it, it makes me feel a little better like they could step outside of the Big Ten maybe just you know give someone a a, a a shot but like if they went up I would not feel good them going up against the Georgia yeah um, with their defense but so I think they're they're they've got a step above Big Ten good but not like okay we're you know national national title contender good okay um I one
1: surprising thing for Michigan State in this game is they didn't run Kenneth Walker at all. He had six rushes, which yeah. I know they were down the whole game, but they were down against Michigan, they kept running them, and that's how they got back in the game. They were like Tennessee, the Titans, in the sense, when they had Derrick Henry, right? Like, yeah. this is what we do, and we're still going to come back running the ball with our great running back. And they didn't do that for whatever in this reason in this game. They just decided to let Cousins or Kirk, cook or whatever their current quarterback is (laughs) 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 try and throw him back into the game and that was never going to work yeah so i don't i don't know what the hell they were doing there uh but you know mel tucker doesn't have to have to answer questions more he's got his big contract right yeah he's at his destination job yeah uh all right last one on this uh i have this later i'm going to move it up uh cj stroud cj right tj yeah cj cj stroud uh moved himself into, I think, betting favorite for the Heisman Trophy. We talked a week or two ago about the Heisman Trophy race and how we feel like there's not really a leader to it. If After this week, it feels like him and Bryce Young from Alabama might have a leg up on everybody, maybe are putting it together to impress us to uh, enough to say they're having Heisman candidate-worthy
0: seasons. Do you got... Do you see that still or are you still I think he I think CJ put himself in position yeah where that if he has a good game against uh Michigan yeah then that will seal it um yeah, yeah. and you know and he's going to Stroud has a better game but I, it put him in position yeah and I think no matter who he plays in the Big
1: Ten Championship game of the four teams mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that are uh, you know we uh, an option I think there's a possible you know I don't want to say likely but Likely chance <laughs> he'll, he'll, have, have, he'll have another opportunity, let's say, to uh, national stage to put up, put up those stats. So I think yeah. he does. And I think Bryce Young had a, a great game um, against Arkansas, who I don't know if they're good. They just always get ranked in the 20s. And I'm like, don't have to pay attention to Arkansas. And then they get crushed. I think it's <laughs> happened three times now this year. Um, so I don't, that's basically all I know. They get ranked like 23, 24 something like that and then they get crushed uh but he had a great game against them so i think those guys have done enough now and they're on winning enough teams uh or they're on winning teams as opposed to uh i mean kenneth walker now uh and michigan state and uh, the other sec quarterback i'm forgetting his name uh not winning enough games i don't think to, to put him on that level so i think they've separated themselves a little bit um all their big 10 games kind of went as expected the favorites won. The teams you would expect to win, win, one. Uh, I didn't think too much interesting happened there.
0: Nope. All right. I'll set up for the for next week. Yep.
1: Yep. All right. On to the rest of the country. Uh, in prime time, Oregon ruins the Pac-12's chances, I guess. That's kind of the narrative of the game. Uh, by losing to Utah. Not only losing, just getting crushed. I mean, just out hustled out muscled all those things it was it was not pretty uh if you were an oregon fan
0: yeah how you, then the um what was it i've never seen anything as the punt the punt return before halftime yeah the like walk-off punt return into the halftime that's just can't have it but yeah <laughs> what a scene what a scene in where are they Provo's? no that's utah state that's utah state wherever know. utah somewhere is. in utah yeah somewhere in utah Look! Looks fun. Look like a ruckus crowd, uh, getting after Oregon. That was fun. Um, Florida's lost to Mizzou. Hilarious. It was um, ballsy
1: by Mizzou. Going I'm on through. the Love University it. of Utah's website. It doesn't yep. say on their on their page right away where it's located. I don't know why that is. You think people would would want to know? None of this is telling me. Campus Drive. I know. What city? What city are you in? <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot harder than I thought it'd be. Salt Lake. It's just outside Salt Lake. There you go. That I makes really? sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, well, there you go.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Salt Lake, Salt Lake city. city. It's like it's in uh, east. City. East towards the uh, probably mountains over there. I don't know. Well,
0: there you go. Salt Lake City. There you Crazy go. Crazy crowd Salt Lake City.
1: Uh, yeah, Florida loses Missouri. Uh, Missouri, Mizzou. I was. Gonna, I wrote Missouri, and I was saying Missouri. Yeah. Good stuff by me. Uh, fire, fire, Mullen. Uh, I guess he was probably on his way out, but this was just like, all right, we can't do this. <laughs> We're Florida. What is yeah. happening here? Uh, and just another prominent job available, Marlowe. I continue to say we are available for hire.
0: Yeah,
1: we will We're take here. guaranteed contracts. Uh accept them, maybe lose some games, but it maybe. would be enjoyable. Yeah. We would have it'd
0: fun. Yeah. It'd be a hell of a few months. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 it'd be hell of so a few You thought months. it was bad when you lost to Missouri. Oh, my God. We're losing yeah. to the Citadel now.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I could not imagine. But, yeah, a lot of uh, high-profile. I have got three like what would you call them top 10 destinations yeah I w- it just seems crazy to me that
1: there's well, was, this many g- good jobs open or just and not just open like open so early in the season and there yes. to m- at least the way that i'm kind of reading it there there doesn't feel like any sort of like hot candidate or obvious candidate for each of them which makes it so interesting so obviously we got usc um Firing Clay Helton, LSU. Uh, okay, now I'm gonna now I have to say all of them right. Firing Ed Orgeron, Now is a lame duck, I guess, because he's still coaching. Uh, and Dan Mullen. And those are yeah, like you said, three of the top ten teams. And there's other ones I feel like I'm I'm missing right now, but it's it feels really weird to have this many openings of such prominent college football schools.
0: Yeah, and this early, and then like you're saying. Like who's gonna fill fill him, but like your hot coach is like a Luke Fickle, right? Yeah, he's I mean definitely going to the postseason, but like maybe going to a college football playoff. So do you sit there and wait because they all can't get him, right? Yeah. So you sit and wait to see if you can, or or do you just go ahead? You want to oh, all they all te- they all want to seem like they got their guy, right? It's right. like the one, they want to seem like their guy. So I don't know. I threw out Luke Fickle. I'm trying to think of some other hot coaches that um Yeah.
1: I mean PJ Flex they're... locked up now, so they can't can't get him. Yeah. That's tough. That's uh tough. no, I guess Luke Fickle, you're right. He's probably the most the most obvious one. And I guess you could look down and be like UTSA's having a hell of a year and maybe yeah. they're you know, things like that. But like I'm just trying to think back like you know uh When Florida was open and Urban Meyer went there, I was like, "Well, that makes sense," you know, and like, and just these moves normally feel like, "Oh, that make you know, it makes sense that it's this guy," you know, he's Mm -hmm. leaving this other big program, and it doesn't seem. I mean, you know, LSU USC can go out and probably you know offer enough money to get, you know, James Franklin, but even James Franklin, it's like, okay, great, you got James Franklin, who's fine, but it's not. I don't know. For whatever reason, this group of available head coaches doesn't seem like that inspiring to me sitting here, you know, recording the podcast as in years past. Combine that with the amount of jobs open, it just seems really strange. Really, uh, it's not strange, really uncommon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting coach's carousel. And even when the first domino drops and when it's going to drop. Even Luke Fickle, because of his high state connection, in
1: my and because he's at Cincinnati now, in my mind, he's like a Midwest Big Ten guy. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, is that gonna work at Florida? Is that gonna work at USC? Like, maybe, yeah. I mean look, I don't I don't know, but like in my mind, the fit isn't necessarily there. Although, you know, winning football you can fit anywhere. You know, you know what I mean though? Like he's recruiting here in the Midwest, he's been in the Midwest, like he wants that Ohio State job someday, I'm sure. Something like that makes more sense for him, but could he take that down to LSU and be successful? I mean, yeah, he could probably coach, but like, will he be able to recruit in the SEC like he would elsewhere? I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as obvious as if, as if, like, let's say, Franklin gets USC and then Fickle goes to Penn State. That feels more natural to me. I don't know why, because Franklin's just been linked to USC. But they—I mean—is that? It's so weird. Like, it doesn't. None, none. Nothing feels obvious, and I feel like normally it feels like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." But I don't know. But then, then again, I don't remember how how Dan Mullen even got to Florida. So <laughs> maybe it's always like this. He was at like uh, one of the other uh, SEC schools, wasn't he? He was at like Mississippi State or Ole Miss or something.
0: I think something. I don't remember something like that. No, I just okay. remember he. Took a picture. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right.
1: That's it uh, for this week. Let's look ahead to next week. We mentioned already Friday football, Iowa, Nebraska. I guess we're gonna root for Nebraska in this, although Adrian Martinez is out, which I found out about uh, as I exclaimed earlier when I found it out. So you got like Iowa's chances. Uh, when I started putting this together, Marlo, uh, Kansas State-Texas is at noon, and I'm like, how in the hell is this the big noon game? <laughs> like they cannot go to Texas again. Uh, it is not. It is on Friday. Um, but we're going to watch Texas probably not be back again. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder when the last time they lost to both Kansas and Kansas State was. Oof. That'd be tough. They cannot mark him down there. He got thrown backwards. Oh, that's ridiculous. All right. Um, truding against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, it'll be nice. Friday football. Cool. Uh, Saturday, big noon, on to um, the next best game for the Big Ten, Ohio State. I got number four number six. It's probably going to be... Three and five. By the time the game rolls around, I'm like that because Oregon's going to drop out, so both of them will move up. Um, what do you expect? Uh, what do you expect out of this one? I mean, obviously, watch.
0: I hope. Do you think? F- I
1: guess. Let's put it that way. Do you think Michigan can make it a
0: game? I think they can. I think they can. Um, this is at Michigan, right?
1: That's a good question. I. Uh, I wrote it down that way, but yeah, that doesn't. I think it's, yes, I think it's at it's Michigan.
0: At, yep. Yeah, it's at Michigan. I think they can make it a game. Uh, I think I don't. I'm not gonna say they'll win, but I think it, i um, I think it'll be a game going into the fourth quarter.
1: Mm. I have
0: a That's lot more than faith
1: I than I do. Yeah. Um. I if you asked... If you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said they could uh, stay in it. But I'm a little worried that Ohio State's defense is better than it was earlier in the season, and has quote unquote figured it out. Maybe that's just them, you know, playing Michigan State or whatever, or the teams they have played. But their defense seems because early on that was the problem, right? It's like oh, they're de- they don't feel like they have the guys on defense like they've used to. Um, and they've kind of put together a couple nights' nice defensive performances. So that's my only worry is that Michigan won't be able to put up as many points as I thought they were. And I just don't think Michigan's going to be able to stop Ohio State. I'm very worried uh, that it's just going to be a blowout. Um, what do you think the spread is?
0: What do I think the spread is?
1: Yeah. It's, Ooh, what is it? Probably 11? It's, oh, I thought it was going to be like 13. It's eight. It's eight. It's a lot closer. A lot closer than I thought. Whoa. Um. All right, the CBS game, of course, is Auburn, Alabama. Um. No faith in uh, Alabama on this, or in Auburn on this Auburn. side.
0: No. <laughs> Zero faith. I uh, believe it's going to be a blowout, but of course I'm going to watch it. <sighs> yeah, and that's on Saturday. I thought they yeah. usually do. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, I, I kind of skipped over the Friday games other than the ones I just briefly mentioned. Yeah. Um, Utah, Colorado. Good one. If you're into Utah now. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Wisconsin, Minnesota at three. And in the night, ABC game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Uh, bedlam. Yeah, Bedlam. Uh, I, I guess I'm excited because I'm actually going to watch an Oklahoma State game. <laughs> First time this year. I don't think I've seen them. Um, kind of tired of watching Oklahoma, but I, I
0: guess I'll do it again. <laughs> Take one. Take one for the team. Wow.
1: Oh, I don't know. Man. Is it?
0: I don't know. Uh, all right.
1: So those are the the main ones. Uh, Pac-12 after dark. Yeah, BYU-USC. California-UCLA. Something like that.
0: Yeah. Cal-UCLA. Uh, BYU- Notre
1: Dame-Stanford U- is on Fox at 7-2.
0: Uh, all right.
1: Speaking of that, I mean, game of the week, obviously, Ohio State-Michigan.
0: Yeah, I think that's really it. Uh, I, try, I, right. I mean, it's rivalry week. You never know what can happen.
1: Yeah. I really wish that we were in a situation in which both of these teams were undefeated so we could do what we did, whatever year that was, when they were yeah. both uh, undefeated. And they're like, we should just replay that as a national championship game. And they both got crushed in the bowl games, slash playoff, or <laughs> yeah. whatever it was. Or maybe that was BCS. That, that was, was BCS. fun. Cause it Because can you they would definitely do that right they would if it was undefeated georgia at one undefeated ohio state two undefeated michigan state three alabama four and then whatever cincinnati at five and ohio state michigan played a close game they would definitely keep them both in it
0: oh yeah for sure two and four yeah
1: and then they would both get crushed by georgia and alabama (laughs) in the playoff it would be hilarious (laughs) i wish god i wish that could happen uh too bad too bad uh one of them one of them will have to miss out i guess um all right anyway so game of the week obviously that one. any any other one so let's do you have a second one or should we just move on uh it's probably oklahoma Oklahoma. it feels pretty obvious yeah the the good games are the good games Uh, i guess a sneaky one i'll point out penn state michigan state Ooh. okay So if Nebraska is the best three and eight team, I think Penn State's the best. uh, Oh God, they're seven and four. That's way better than I thought they were. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were going to be like five (laughs) hundred. Surprises me. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think that's an interesting one because Penn State will probably be ranked at seven and four, uh, and this might feel like a. What was it? What was the. Kentucky team was that Kentucky earlier this year who was ranked high and then they just like lost. Yes, every game since. Yeah. Put the curse you called on them. it too. And they lost. It. Oh, yeah. They lost three in a row. They've won two since, but um, it might be that for Michigan State now. You know they got as high as they were going to get. You know, all the way up to number seven. Ran into okay. They lost to Purdue. Whatever. Just go with my analogy here. The only have one gale left in it's Penn, it's Penn State, but it might be kind of the rose coming off the bloom here. If that's the same. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about
0: though. Oh, that was a good one. I like it. <laughs> All right. Upset alert. Upset alert. I'm searching for one. Do, do, do. Upset alert. Where's um Where'd you go? By the way, didn't I get it right last week? Did I get my upset right last week? Uh, sure. Clemson yeah. over Wake. Clemson over Wake Forest. Did I call. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Um, <laughs>
1: Wake Forest scoring twenty seven points, which was their lowest of the season. I thought that was an interesting. Like, oh, geez, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> uh, this game is just Daniel Jones running for his life and heaving the ball downfield. It's not a lot of fun to watch. All right, I'm looking at. Well, I, I do like Penn State over Michigan State. Can I just use, do that one even though I already talked about it? I like Penn State over that. Michigan State. You can do that. Best 7-4 team in the country. Because uh, Wisconsin. Okay, good. They're not the same record as Wisconsin. I would want to say that if they were the same record. Um, <laughs> Penn State. I can take them over Michigan State as my upset of the week.
0: All right. Upset of the week. Um, that's a good one. I guess I'll... I don't know how big of an upset this is, but I'll go Oklahoma over Oklahoma State.
1: Okay. So, I mean, it screws over the Big Twelve yep. from getting a playoff. Um, Oklahoma State's their only real chance, and I don't even know if they're going to get there with it. Uh, they are because they're ten and one, so they'd be a one loss team. It's just they. didn't play anybody. They didn't beat anybody. I guess this would be their signature win. They have wins over ranked teams at the time, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas. But you look at those now and you go, okay, great. You know, how great are those? So a win over Oklahoma. They're at 9 though. So let's say they move ahead up to 7. I don't think there's enough there to catapult them up. But it would screw over any hope that um – the big 12 would have of getting in the playoff although maybe they would end up playing oklahoma again in the big 12 championship i always forget how that works because it's not like divisions it's just like the two best records yeah yeah which might be those two i don't know i don't pay that much of attention to it so whatever all right that's next week college football um let's talk basketball first basketball all right let's do it we've had some games badger basketball had some games, uh, two real games, uh, losing at home to Providence 63 to 58, and then earlier today, beating Texas A&M 69 to 58. Uh, let's talk about the Providence game first. Marla, what was your takeaway from a 63-58 home loss?
0: Um, I think I texted you, but yeah, uh, in this game, our bigs played super soft. Uh, I think the words I use they play the soft is Dairy Queen. And they let... I forget the guy... I forget the Providence player's name, but they let him... The big guy in there, they let him have whatever he wanted all day. Um, I know he had like Watson. 60 points the first half. Uh, a number of rebounds, and they just couldn't get... Uh, by you uh, Davis was not playing uh, yeah. this day because of, of an injury. Um, so we had that out, but at the same time, weren't really able to move the ball. Shots weren't falling. Um, and then they... Gave a run at the end, but it was a little too much. I mean, too little too late at that point.
1: Yeah. I I mean, 100% right on uh, the Watson mismatch. I mean, dude was a beast in this game and just overpowering. He's 6'10", 260 pounds, and we had, you know, our freshmen out there, uh, all arms and legs, (laughs) just trying to deal with it unsuccessfully. Um Look, we shot nineteen percent from 3.5 for twenty-seven. A couple more of those go, and they were open looks. I mean, it looked to me, it looked like. Well, uh, I'll get, the real reason you already mentioned Jonathan Davis didn't play. So, if your best yeah. player doesn't play, you still hang it with Providence, who may or may not be good. Uh, we'll see. But I, I think that was the main the main takeaway I had is. Without Jonathan Davis, this team is going to struggle to get easy shots. But it felt like they did have open shots. But this game felt like them going, oh, this is what college basketball is like. You know, (laughs) like this is what, not a great opponent, but this is what a real opponent who, you know, has players who have played in college basketball for two, three, four years. You know, this it felt like a team that kind of came up against that for the first time. And that jarred them a little bit. And I'll be honest, had me very worried <laughs> for the re- for if this podcast would have been recorded yesterday, would I would have said how worried I was for the game today. So let's go ahead to that game today. And my worries were almost immediately justified. <laughs> <as> Wisconsin <laughs> went down very early. I think the largest uh, deficit or whatever it was, uh, twenty six to ten, mm-hmm. got down early. Uh and came out. By the way, totally forgot Buzz Williams was A M's coach. Yeah. Uh, He's in great shape, by the way. He looks. Well,
0: yeah, he, yeah. He also needs a shirt, a shirt size step up. He's out there in no, the stadium. It looked, I, thought it looked, I thought
1: it looked great. Oh man, I thought it looked great. Tucked in, dude. What he Yeah, He was yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. To your point, that's not how you wear Hawaiian shirts. No, it's not. Hawaiian it is. Yeah, it's the. Uh, what is it? Maui Invitational in Las Vegas. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, Why? Well, no, I don't want. I'm looking at my phone here. I'm trying to pull up a text, uh, not from Marlo, from my dad. All right. Uh, so it was uh, 26 to 10. My dad texts me uh, at 3117. He says, Badgers are getting crushed." 3117. Long, long, long year ahead. Uh, from that point out, Wisconsin outscored. I'm doing quick math. What is this? 49 to 27. <laughs> That's all. 49 to no, 59. 49-27 to 27, the rest of the way. So a great reverse jinx by my dad in saying that text. So shout out to him. He literally turned the game around with his text message. Way to go,
0: Dad. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, but, yeah, that turnaround was uh, pretty unbelievable for a badger team, right? There was no – nothing in my head said – nothing told me that that team it would come back and then win by um, 11 on top of that. So – I mean, good, I mean, it shouldn't good even been
1: that close, and they were up 14-15 and then kind of threw the ball away a little bit.
0: Yeah, true. Um, but like I said, the uh, the two best players today, uh, Brad Davison and Johnny Davis. Uh, teams different with Johnny Davis. Yeah, I'll tell you, the teams was different with Johnny Davis. He can he can make some things happen and makes other things open up. Um, and the shots were falling from the outside. They were getting some offensive rebounds and also keeping them to one and done, which made it all the difference. Um in the maybe all the difference in the rest of the game. So yeah, that was good to see them come back from from a deficit like that against any team.
1: Yeah, well, good job by you by remembering he uh is going by Johnny Davis instead of yes. Jonathan Davis this So good job by you uh seeing that. And I think with Johnny Davis, uh that you saw inability to Kind of stick with the game plan and not get rattled.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: have Davison out there, who I mean, as a super senior now has the experience. But when he's relied on to be the creator, we've seen we saw last year how disastrous that can be uh, and how frantic he can get. Even though he is a super senior, um, it's nice to have Jonathan Davis, who can you know handle that load uh, as far as as shot creation uh, uh, or offense creation uh, can go. And I think you saw w- a little bit more in this game. And I guess looking back at the Providence game, um, it was there too. Just the swarming defense. It's just different when they don't have a guy who's you know 260 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know you're guarding them with guys who are, you know, 19 years old and don't have that kind of weight. Um, so I guess a much more encouraging performance. And looking back at the stats, I. I mean, we only shot 31%, so there's a lot of room for improvement as far uh, as the offensive side went. Uh, A lot of offensive rebounds, as you mentioned, but I think the shot-making can go up. Uh, We'll see if it does, but I, I just look back at this game and I look at the Providence game, and it's open shots, and I guess maybe that's always kind of been the issue with Wisconsin, right? We get the open shots. It's just can we knock them down or not, and more times than not, we haven't. We didn't last year. And uh, need to pick it up this year if we're going to be any sort of the team we hope, or maybe the best version of oh, this team that we we are hoping for. But a good win against a Texanium team who, I guess I don't really have any expectations of what the, n- know what they should be, but Buzz Williams is their coach, <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. He left. He left Virginia. Did he get fired from Virginia Tech, or he just left? Or was it, I think he just left. I think, but wasn't it writing on the wall kind of thing, or he just grabbed the bag
0: and took the money? I think he just grabbed the bag. Nah. I think he just right. left. <laughs> what, a,
1: what a jerk. I can't remember. All right, get a Check new it shirt it. with all your money. Yeah. Um, all right, tomorrow uh, on Tuesday, they play Houston, who looked really great against Butler. They're ranked 12th in the country. Uh, Calvin Sampson's there. He got them to, was it the Final Four last year? Elite Eight? Didn't they make a run last year? They made a run. I can't remember. Yeah, they made a run. I think it was the Final Four and then the Final Four. They sucked in the Final Four game against Gonzaga or something. Um, So he has Zim Hummin'. They looked really good against Butler. And then we go from there. Uh, if they if they win, they'll be in the Maui Invitational in Las Vegas Championship. Um, on Wednesday, if they lose, they'll play earlier on Wednesday. I think it's something like 2.30 and 5 o'clock Eastern time. Um, 2.30 being the third place game, 5 o'clock being the championship game. Something like that. All right. And then I was going to be like, they could play this team, but it... Two other games had to happen, and then I would have to forecast who would win the other game. It just wasn't. (laughs) Notre Dame's in there, and I can't remember the other one right now. I think I have it open. I'm going to look. Here we go. (laughs) Or Oregon. Notre Dame or Oregon. will probably win their games that are happening tonight, right now. And then they will play each other, and then Wisconsin will play the winner or loser of that game. Presuming Oregon beats Chaminade, and Notre Dame beats St. Mary's. So there you go. They'll play one of those four teams. All right. If they win or lose against Houston. That was good research. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Elsewhere, college basketball, Big Ten uh, in the Gavitt games. By the way, totally forgot. Didn't know what the Gavitt games were. Did you know this was a thing that happened every year? Yes, I I did. Totally forgot. Apparently, it's been (laughs) happening for six years. Well, five of the last six years, obviously. Um,. Yeah, Big Ten, Big East You know, the big rivalry that exists there uh, A tough one for the Big Ten, Marlo uh, Coming yeah, in as the much more vaunted conference Did not look yeah. good uh, f- Finished 6-2 and two, The worst loss in uh, Gavit Games history Or most lopsided results in Gavit Games history uh, Ranked teams Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State As well as Wisconsin losing in that contest Did not look good
0: no, Big Ten did not, uh, they're not making a, as a, as a conference, um, especially the, the higher tier teams are not making a case for the non conf as it's going on uh, this early part of the season. With, I mean, the Illinois, I don't know if you saw the Illinois loss to Marquette. Yeah. They just decided to turn over eight times during the last two minutes. Um, Ohio State. Well, the guy kicked the
1: ball on the winning steal. I mean, he just ran up and he kicked the ball. That's true. And they were like, oh, this is fine. This is how basketball is played.
0: (laughs) I don't understand that at all. There's that. Uh, Yeah, Michigan routed. So, I don't know. Do you put a lot of stock into these these early blemishes, or is it just a case of matchups gone wrong? (sighs) I mean... I'm a little
1: worried about it in the sense that it might change a little bit of the perception of the Big Ten, and I'm worried that Wisconsin is going to need all the good perception the Big Ten can get to get in the tournament this year. Yes. Because uh, unless these teams aren't as good, right, unless, I mean, Illinois lost again today or yesterday or whatever it was. So maybe. Michigan lost again today.
0: Who lost again today? Michigan.
1: Michigan lost again today. So maybe these teams aren't as good, and then Wisconsin will finish higher. But I guess that's what worries me is that the perception of the Big Ten goes down. We get fewer teams into the tournament because of this, and uh, that in the end ends up pretty in Wisconsin. That's my worry. All right. Elsewhere, Illinois looks terrible, uh, which we mentioned. Purdue looks great.
0: Yeah. They
1: Purdue good. with uh two ranked wins. I'm I'm blanking on who they beat. They just beat North Carolina, but they beat somebody else ranked high. Michigan State with a couple losses. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's just gonna be a bunch of good teams. It just I think it's they gonna come beat down. Villanova. No Villanova, that's right. That's who it was. So more downs than ups for sure so far in non conference play, but uh Hopefully the perception doesn't change too much because I like I said Wisconsin. I think it's going to. All right. Anything else? College basketball. You in yet? Are you
0: f- oh, excited about it? I'm in there. These are, I like the, the Thanksgiving time where you get the uh, the day basketball to interrupt the football a little yeah. bit. So it's a little weird that, I, that it, I don't
1: remember starting this early though. Like before. Yeah, yeah. Def- it's
0: definitely early, but I'll take it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll start to get into it a little bit and then. And then I'll be full on once uh, bowl season's over. Okay. Yeah, I started.
1: I guess I'm still not in yet on the top teams. I need to see him a few more times. Um, it's still it's you know, UCLA, Kansas, Duke, Purdue, kind of all up there. So it's Gonzaga. So I think I said a couple weeks ago that it's like the normal teams aren't that good. Oh, no, they still are. I just don't know who they are yet. So (laughs) that's on me. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Uh, This week, Badgers playing Miami Invitational. We already talked about that. All right. That is, I think, it for college basketball? Yep. All right. Uh, Let's take a quick break and come back and talk some NFL. All
0: right. All right. One, two, (laughs) three. Madden Man. All right.
1: All right. Good. I am good. Let's move on to the NFL. Marlo, I'll let you start. Okay. Because I'm, you know, just being kind. Oh, and yeah, A team player. And letting you go first. Talking about the Bears' loss to the Ravens, 16-13. to
0: Yeah, I don't know what to do anymore. Um, these losses in when perceivedly you would think we would win. Actually scoring to go ahead with minutes left in the fourth quarter. And just can't make a stop. Um, this one's unexcusable. Lamar Jackson goes out. Yeah. Right. No Lamar Jackson goes out before. Did game. not know that
1: for my confidence pool. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: not great. Lamar Jackson goes out. Uh, you think okay, that's good. Um, well, and then just we don't do anything on offense all game for the most part. Justin Fields gets knocked out. It's so bruised ribs. He's out. For um, so he's out for the, rest of the game Dal- Dalton comes in has two plays where he gets two touchdowns we're up and I don't I just don't uh, I'm getting worked up Casey you calm down <laughs> but I don't understand yeah. how he's letting him go down with a minute 40 left for a touchdown That's um, just it's unexcusable it's uh, the backup quarterback mm-hmm. and I know we got I know we weren't 100% Camille Max out for the year mm-hmm, tough. um yeah, on defense. But at the same time, it's somewhat, at some point, someone has to step up at the time and make a play. And yeah. that did not happen um, on Sunday. Therefore, leading us into Thanksgiving. Sorry, America. Well, I don't know why they did Bears freaking Detroit on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ruin everyone's Thanksgiving, including myself.
1: It will not ruin my Thanksgiving. Um <laughs> we'll tap on a little bit. Uh well, okay. I'm gonna warn you. Kind of a jerk question here, okay? Mm-hmm. How does it feel to have QB one back?
0: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: sucks. This all, this all sucks. Um not good. I am good. I'm very excited for uh Matt Nagy's press conference where he says even when Justin Fields come back comes back, Andy Dalton will be the starting quarterback.
0: Yeah. What crazy. are the
1: chances of that happening,
0: or is there's zero chance of that happening? Oh, like man. there has there, I have to tell myself there's zero chance <laughs> of that happening. I have to. I'm sorry, I can't live in a world where that actually happens.
1: I don't know. I don't know if Matt Nagy can quit him. He loves Andy Dalton.
0: He loves Andy Dalton. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. Going into this, losing Clomac uh, for the year to uh, foot surgery, right? Yeah. Um. Obviously it didn't have a good feel going into it. And then with uh Lamar Jackson on, I just kinda thought, Oh they'll still pull it out somehow. I, I I think I was still thinking of Ravens of old where they have, you know, their defense and the defense played fine, but they're not what they used to be, right? Um and then all of a sudden I'm following the game. It's like the Bears are still, the Bears are winning. The Bears are still in this. What's happening? And then uh they they didn't. Then they they didn't. So guess i don't know okay i'm I was going to say something mean i'm not going to say it marlo i'm going to f- pull back on the mean thing pull back oh it's fine i thought the qb one thing was mean enough i
0: guess <laughs> <laughs> it's fine all right uh, uh, anything else you want to say about the uh, no no that's uh, it chicago no that's it Bears? i'm good okay. you can talk about we'll, we'll
1: talk about it a little bit more when we go to go to lines all right well i let you go first cuz i don't want to talk about it. packers packers lose to the vikings 34 31 and there are probably few feelings worse in the NFL than watching your team get absolutely carved up by Kirk Cousins. God, it That's sucked. Tough. <laughs> That's tough. And what was tough about it was you wait. What well, There's two things tough. One is he usually dinks and dunks, and he, he went for some big plays this game, got them to uh, Jefferson. I think he had one to Thielen. Some I don't want to say inexcusable, but some should have happened plays um, where he just kind of chucks the ball up, and Jefferson you know, makes a player gets a pass interference call, which is a very frustrating way to uh, watch the opposing quarterback operate. But kind of like Adrian Martinez, got to do too many parallels to Badger stuff. Um, you always figure he's gonna make when the pressure comes. He's gonna make the mistake, and he did twice. And the Packers could capitalize once with the, the roughing the passer earlier in the game. Uh, and then um, once late in the game when uh, Savage should have, could have, almost had uh, the kind of game-sealing interception. Like the, And then a couple other times he threw in double coverage. Like, he was trying to make the Kirk Cousins mistake, and we just wouldn't let him do it. Uh, or the officials wouldn't let him do it, uh, and that was very, very tough to watch. And now Kirk Cousins, you know, I got you got to hear Vikings fans talk up Kirk Cousins, which is always an annoying situation to be in. Um, but he played well. He had uh, I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, three hundred fifty plus yards, three touchdowns. had a very had a very good game. I can't take it away from him. Uh, I just am trying to by saying I still felt like the mistakes were there. Uh, just for whatever reason, uh, the Packers were unable to capitalize on it in this game. Uh, he ended up with 341 yards, three touchdowns. Um, so there you go. Um, and the Packers on defense was kind of the disappointing part. Uh, they last couple weeks, you know, games against Russell Wilson, games against Patrick Mahomes, the defense had played very well. Um, but this game felt like they just – The injuries kind of got to them or the pile up of injuries got to them a little bit and they weren't able to kind of sustain their level of quality. Uh, And I guess specifically in this one, I'm going to blame, I guess, um, Rashawn Gary, blaming him for being injured, but his injury kind of was the, okay, that's the last domino on the pass rush to fall where we weren't able to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. We really didn't have any of our You know, top two pass rushers. And this is a game in the matchup where you're facing the Vikings who have Thielen and who have um, Jefferson, where you really want that other, you know, top tier quarterback. And we didn't have that with Jair Alexander out. And I just felt like we were missing too many playmakers on the defensive end to make those plays and make those stops uh, than we otherwise might get on the offensive end. Played fine. 31 points. Mason Crosby misses a field goal, should have been 34. Becoming an issue. A big issue. Um, I think he's missed eight of his last
0: 14, something insane like that. Are or Is uh, he missed eight this year? Are there reports coming in of uh, kicker tryouts happening? I haven't seen it. I just think they're going to roll with it just because he's been with the
1: team for like 16 years or whatever the hell it's been. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the reports yet. Um, and they him and Rogers I think are friends I don't know what's Roger I don't know if anybody's his friend who knows <laughs> um I don't know but I don't know what you do like he was like essentially perfect last year and now it just falls apart kickers are so weird um on the offensive side speaking of players missing uh injuries uh Elgin Jenkins went down uh he's out for the season with an ACL and without Bakhtiari, who it sounds like maybe back after the bye week in two weeks. so playing three weeks. Um, aside from him, our most important lineman, I mean, he's filled in at all the positions. He's been the backup uh, left tackle. He's been played at guard. I mean, he's kind of been the versatile glue um, for this offensive line, and he's out for the season. So, again, continuing to have, uh, I guess, injury uh, opposite of luck, unluck (laughs) uh, there. Um, I guess stat of the game, this is Roger's first loss with the passer rating over 132. He had uh, obviously passer rating over 132. He was 31-0 in games in which he did that. Now 31-1. Aaron Jones didn't play, but you can't really you can't really blame the offense on this. The defense, I f- I said it already, but I'll say it again, didn't make the plays, and when they had opportunities to make plays, did not execute. Thirty four points to freaking Kirk Cousins. That's All right, uh, that's it for our team sucking at football for the week. Uh, let's yeah. look at other games, and I guess we'll talk about a player who did not suck this week.
0: Former Badger Jonathan Taylor had himself a game. Sure did. Showed out. Uh, we have five total touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's five touchdowns. Rushing. He had uh, thirty-two carries, one hundred eighty-five yards, four rushing touchdowns, and one receiving touchdown. And let me get the yardage for you on yeah. the receiving. Yeah,
0: not, not a bad day. Not a bad day in the office for Jonathan Taylor. Nineteen yards receiving.
1: Uh, yeah. And so now it had. He's got with this performance. Uh, I think it's. It's actually kind of remarkable, the, again, a parallel to Badger football. Um, <laughs> when Braylon Allen came on. They both have, I think, six, seven, six or seven game 100-yard rushing um, games in a row. Uh, they're kind of paralleling there. But uh, now getting, I guess, national budget, Jonathan Taylor is. They're talking about best running back in the NFL talk, MVP conversation talk, Really, really cool to, in his second year in the NFL uh, to be this uh, this effective. Just making guys miss, outrunning folks, running over folks. I mean, it's awesome to see. Yeah, way to go, John Taylor. Uh... And one of the, one of the reasons uh, I'm glad he went to the Colts, because it's over there. It's happening over there, away from yeah. our teams. <laughs> we don't have to root against them uh, almost ever, so... Yeah. That's that's nice. <laughs> cuz it sucked through it against them.
0: Watch or, the uh first season of the in season Hard Knocks with the Colts? Uh no. <laughs> I'm out on Hard Knocks. It's just
1: it oh, hasn't It hasn't been interesting and pff, I don't know.
0: I, you watched it then I presume? I did. I did cuz I was curious. Um it's with so. the Colts I thought it was with uh the
1: Cowboys? Why did I think it was with the Cowboys? So
0: the Cowboys had the one before season. So this is the first time they're doing it oh, in season, and okay. they're doing it with the Colts. Got so, it. Got it, Got, it, got it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you might be interested in Jonathan Taylor. That's all. That's all. I would. I, I, uh, yeah. It's hilarious. Okay. So I would. Uh, I would be
1: interested to see what Carson Wentz is like. Oh I man! I have no idea what kind of per- like, type of
0: person he is. Yeah.
1: That would be interesting. Well,
0: it's there. All right. Let's uh, move on.
1: Now that I think about it, I don't know if that's enough to make me
0: watch a television show. Feast week. Feast week. Yeah. All right. Thanksgiving games.
1: Bears-Lions, Marlo. I'm excited for it because no matter what can happen, it's hilarious to me. (sighs) Whatever. If the Bears blow out the Lions, that's hilarious. Lions are terrible. Lions blow out the Bears. I mean, come on. Obviously. If it's close, close game, whoever wins. Just then, both kind of lose. It's great. I can't lose in this game. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited for everybody to complain about how terrible it is.
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders, Cowboys. After that, um, I'm less it, interested in this game. Yeah.
1: No, you got to uh, talk. You got to talk more about Bears and Lions. Are you? I don't. Are you no, legit nervous? Are you legit concerned you will be the only team to lose the Lions this year?
0: Uh Yeah. I am legit concerned. Because they almost... Well, well, I guess Boffersburg was a player. They almost beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. We didn't know. Oh, imagine if
1: it's a tie. That would be the most hilarious thing. Uh, oh, Jesus Another God. tie. The Lions can't win a game, but they have two ties in a season.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: that I believe. Be I believe. That's what I'm rooting for. I'm going to root for that. Root for the tie. Root yeah. for the tie.
0: No, this is going to ruin... I guess. No, we're, having, a, we're having, having Thanksgiving dinner early. It's... It's going to ruin it. It's going to ruin it. It's going to ruin Thanksgiving. So thanks. Thank you, Fox. Um, <laughs> Raiders, Cowboys. Wait, you're having Thanksgiving dinner early? Like how early? Uh, they're doing like a lunch. They're doing like a lunch. Like, like, a, like noon.
1: To distract you from the Bears-Lions game?
0: I, I hope so, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how how prominent are the football games at your family gathering? Are they very a very pro, a prominent part yes, of the oh, okay.
0: prominent. They are a prominent part, yes.
1: Okay, because we have so we go to my aunt's, uh, and it's split right. There's me and a couple of uh, other relatives who do the football stuff, and then there's the rest of them who like play cards and uh, socialize and enjoy each other's company.
0: (laughs) I guess.
1: (laughs) And then we cross when we go get food, and then we go back to our respective. It's like one big room, but there's you know obviously different areas. So it's a little bit bit split. Um, All right, Raiders-Cowboys. This will be probably on during my drive home, which I'm very okay with. Uh, Not super, kind of out on the Raiders. Don't really, you know, they were good early on, right? Then the Gruden thing, and then it was like, oh, look at this plucky without Gruden thing, and that's just, you know, not a fun story anymore. And the Cowboys are very beat up. I'm not interested in that much at all. So I'm more than okay driving back from the family Thanksgiving during that one. Nightcap, Bill Saints, uh, I'd say looked really interesting as of, what, week two? Looks (laughs) way less interesting now. Both teams now fighting for playoff spots which is a weird spot to see these two teams in. I mean, obviously the Saints have in front Drew Brees, but uh, people talking Bills to be the one seed in the AFC. Now, I, th- I think if the season ended today, I know we're 10 games through a 17-game season, but if it ended today, they would be on the outside looking in, which seems crazy.
0: You there? Super great Yeah, I'm here. Right? I'm okay. here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. Um, I was
1: trying to fill the air by talking more and more about the Bills and Saints. It was not going well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Good on you. Um, so that's a full, fun full day of Thanksgiving football.
1: Yeah. Oh, all these teams lost on Sunday.
0: Every single one of them? Every oh, All
1: really? six teams lost on Sunday, yeah. Oh, wow. So just geared up for the Thursday game. All right. Packers played the Rams. Uh, Host the Rams. I wrote it backwards down. Uh, On Sunday, I think it's a three o'clock game again. I don't have it in front of me now called Darn It. Whatever. It doesn't really matter when it is, I guess. Uh, Expectations for this game, Marlow. I'm nervous. I'm worried about a thin offensive line. Um, I'm worried. It is. Yeah, it's a 325 game. Um, About the defense. Uh, after their performance against Kirk Cousins, I hope that uh, Sean Gary comes back. I hope we start getting more players on the defense back. Um, that said, the Rams have been really bad the last two weeks. I think they're coming off of a bye, though. Uh, but they have losses um, in their last two outings. It have looked pretty bad. Matthew Stafford has looked pretty bad. Uh, it's, if, I think this is a game that's going to tell me... How good the Packers are! If they're a, you know, Super Bowl contending type team, uh, they should win this game. If they're just a good team who will win the North but not really contend for a title. I mean, that's still my expectation. Uh, they will, will struggle in this game. So I think it's a good game to learn a lot about the Packers, and then mercifully after this game, the Packers have a bye week. So hopefully they get a win going into that bye week. Anything you got on the Packers-Rams?
0: No, the Rams are in a little slump. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be yeah, I think it'll be... Interesting. It's a, is there are the Rams for real game? Are they for real game? Mm, so it's both are the, teams are they for real games? Yeah, I mean, I give it the Packers. I think Packers for real, but yeah, we'll give it to we'll give okay. it. Are they for real game? Okay, are cool. they for real game.
1: All right. Uh, Sunday night, Ravens Browns.
0: Uh, who knows?
1: Uh, is Lamar Jackson going to be back for this? He should be, right? I don't even. Yeah, know Yeah, I think anymore.
0: it was just a, it was a non-COVID illness. He was out for. So uh,
1: he has the weirdest. Like, doesn't he get, like, ill in missed games a lot? Doesn't it feel like it? It does. He had the diarrhea does. game one time, right? That was a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, very strange. Um, and Baker seems like he's broken
0: it's at this point. Broken. He's definitely broken.
1: I mean, they barely beat the Lions. <laughs> just just a game you expected them to just take care of business and I, I guess they won, which is technically taking care of business but it didn't think wanted to I feel like this should be a Ravens game where they're like, hey everyone we're winning the AFC north this year. they're in the lead now but they're all those teams have good records and are pretty good but I think this sh- should be a Ravens putting their foot down and taking control of the division. That's
0: what I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the Ravens are. The Browns I think they're just coming back down to earth. Um, I agree. There it should be a step for the Ravens to take take control of that division uh, on Sunday night.
1: I just do Coming in the season, I was excited for the Browns, and they just I just think Baker Mayfield's either too banged up or just not the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's both. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Ravens there. Uh, all right, Monday Night Football. God, this game looks terrible. Uh, Seattle, Seahawk. I think it's Washington at Seattle. Uh, the football team. I don't why, – why am I going to watch this game, Marlo? Maybe we'll be <laughs> recording a podcast during it? Probably because we'll be recording a podcast, too. Nice. That's probably why. I mean, it's painful to watch Russell Wilson play football at this point. Uh, I mean, it's probably pay- literally painful for him because of the finger thing, but <laughs> as a fan uh, of his because of the Scott's connection, obviously, uh, also painful to to watch because their offense looks not good.
0: Yeah. Did he come back too soon? I don't People know. People are saying. Um, but either way, it is not good. And not the Washington
1: good. football team is the Washington football team. And their yeah. quarterback's Tyler Haneke. Okay. The, get, the quarterback is that guy. Yeah, I don't even know. Can't get too excited about that. Uh, yeah. Not a great. I don't know. I, and I mean, there's no like real rivalry between these teams. I, I mean, I guess we'll be watching because recording podcasts or anything, maybe. But uh, I guess to see if Russell Rice and Wilson can figure it out and get right, but it's not a good one. I just don't see a lot of storylines here uh, to get on about. All right. Uh, anything else next week that, uh, you are, you are looking at? It's always kind of weird with the Thanksgiving game that, it, you know, cause it pulls so many games out of, out of Sunday. Uh, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis is an interesting game. Uh, Tampa Bay with a big win over the Giants who now everybody's making out to be some big win. The Gi- hey, everybody, the Giants suck. <laughs> Tampa Bay's coming off a bye. They should have won this game by a lot. Uh, but... It will be interesting to see if Jonathan Taylor can keep it going in Annapolis. Maybe they're cementing themselves as a playoff team because they're currently not right now. Um, and possibly the worst game of the year. So so watch out for this one, Marlo. It will not be on your TV at all, I don't think. Uh, Jets, Texans. Oh, no. Oof. Because I don't yeah. think either of these teams play the Lions. So, <laughs> I think that'd be the only way. It's the one of, you know, two of those three teams playing each other. I guess either of these teams playing the Lions would be the worst, but uh, they are playing each other. Um, not a good one. Not a good one. None of that. Uh, Minnesota-San Francisco will be interesting just because I just want Minnesota to lose now because I'm uh, vindictive after them beating the Packers. Oof. That's what I see next week. Ooh, Atlanta-Jacksonville, also a terrible game. I started Matt Ryan in fantasy football because my other quarterback Max Ben Roethlisberger. Related, I'm terrible at fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> he had like two points. It's great. After he had to start last week because he, uh, cause Ben Roethlisberger was on a bye and he had like one point. So he's had like three points in his last two games. Matt Ryan, great stuff.
0: All right. All right. Anything else uh, for football? I don't know. I talked. This is food and football. Food and football. Ah, I love this weekend. Yeah, such a great weekend. All right, that's it for the NFL. Now we'll get to what everyone's been waiting (laughs) for this whole time. Yeah, let's get to Casey's quarter kick. All right, I'll keep it quick. I've talked a lot. Uh,
1: Liverpool put the beat down on Arsenal, four to zero. Uh, Just a really comforting, easy victory. I mean easy for me sitting on the couch, but um, Arsenal's been kind of frisky lately, putting together a couple results. Good to see Liverpool come out and just take care of business uh, on that. Uh, teams that didn't take care of business, Manchester United did not. They lost a Watford four to Watford 4-1 to and just were thoroughly outclassed by a Watford team that should not be outclassing um, Manchester United uh, after the match they fired their manager. Um... Which was kind of coming, but I don't think they wanted to do it uh, this quickly. Uh, but after that performance, they kind of, kind of had to, if they want to salvage this season and get. I, I mean, even into any European competition at this point, seems like it's almost a stretch for him. Um, and kind of, it's just kind of crazy that Manchester United still hasn't found the right guy, hasn't put everything together to. Um, Compete at the highest level I mean they have all the They have all the advantages I mean it's like It's like Alabama Before Nick Saban Like it's all there Why can't they figure this out And then you get Nick Saban I mean it's all there For Manchester United They just can't find The right guy uh, And I guess the version Of that now is Florida Right They just can't find The right guy uh, To do it Or USC Any of the jobs We just talked about Although not LSU Because they had Orchard and He won a freaking Championship Like what Three years ago Two years ago, unbelievable. All right, uh, starting tomorrow, Champions League. We got Champions League midweek. Liverpool vs Porto. Other games will be happening. So you got some midweek. If there's not basketball for you to watch, uh, there'll be some soccer for you to watch. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then more games on the weekend slate. That is it for the corner kick.
0: Uh, that's it. All right, that's it for the corner kick. Um, that is all I have, Casey. Uh, as always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at one thirty breeze myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof fan, And that is it for me, Casey. Hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving holiday. Do you have any last words? As always, until next time, fellow fans, hope all your
1: favorite teams win all the sports. And